Welcome everyone to Oh Come On Sports! Oh Come On! With Mike and Jesse. It is Wednesday, April 3rd. We are watching the AHL affiliate of the Calgary Flames in Calgary Flames uniforms play the Anaheim Ducks. The NHL Anaheim Ducks. Yes, in their Mighty Ducks thirds. Um... Just get, nobody get hurt game is what you yeah, call it. Yeah, that's basically yeah. it. They've, they've benched six players for this game. It's just go through the motions, maybe get a win. Eh. They're resting a few guys. They, I think internally, I think they would like a bit of a challenge. I don't think they want to walk over teams like they did with LA and stuff because I think they are trying to see who they got as their best, you know, fifth, sixth defenseman, yes, seventh defenseman. That they want to be challenged a little bit, but uh, it's 2-1 right now for Anaheim, so they're getting a challenge. Um, and today we're going to be talking about uh, the Flames, obviously. Uh, we will also talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning and their crazy season. Is it the best in history? Very good. Uh, we're also going to look at our predictions that we did all the way back on episode 8 back in September. And eat some crow. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, yeah. And see how bad we are. Well, I'm used to eating crow on this podcast, so this will be nothing new for me. Uh, we'll also talk about uh, trade for the Jays. Uh, we'll have the donkey of the week. And then we'll talk about Przingis and his legal trouble. Fun NBA stuff. And we're going to talk some flames and basically we want to just, I, don't, I can't even think of the word, just talk greatly about them. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Well, the thing is, it's been it's been a good season and a season like this doesn't come along that it's often. It's been a hell of a season. I, I cannot believe how good they're doing. It's their first division title since 2005-2006. It's their first conference title since 1989-1990. These things don't come around very often. No. And I'm so glad we got to, to see this this year. It's it's phenomenal. Well, and one of the big things too is it's the the panic that the fans are in right now too in the in if you listen to the sport the local radio, people are just nothing but oh, what about the goaltending? What about this? What about oh Neil? My what about God. that? And and Isn't I it I think I think a big message is you just got to sit back and enjoy. It is what it is right now. It's been amazing. And it's so funny because everyone's like what about the goaltending? Like what are we going to do? Think back to the, like, I'm not going to say we're like the Blackhawks, but, like, think back to the Blackhawks in 2010. Nobody knew who the fuck Antti Niemi was. Yeah. Taves and Kane weren't what they they became. It was just the start. Sometimes you just get on runs, and these things happen. Uh, Matt Murray, nobody knew who the fuck Matt Murray was with the Penguins. That's right, yeah. Yeah. You know, and 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 so that could certainly happen with David Riddich, but yeah. uh, they're also going to be using Mike Smith, and I think they're going to start with Mike Smith probably the way things are going right now too. Uh, Corey Crawford, another one. Nobody, like, yeah. he was an unknown going into playoffs. Yeah, exactly. And they all won cups, so and let's, I, let's just enjoy it. Yeah, and I think one you of the, need D. That's what like this team. You, if you have a strong D core in front of that goalie, it'll help him greatly. And oh, and they do. And if you're going to have a guy like. Potentially Valamaki sitting out as your yes. seventh defenseman. Yes, that's pretty and, good. And uh, and uh, Mike Stone, yeah, like as an eighth. Yeah, you know that's that's good depth to have. Yeah, it's working out pretty well for you on yeah. that front. I like. I think the the thing for the Flames this year that uh, might give them a little bit more ability to go deeper on a run is the fact that their top guys are what they are. Um, they haven't been playing as great as late, but they're still good. But the fact is, like guy, like a line like Jankowski's line that can that line can contributes. 
Bennett yes. is contributing in ways other than the score sheet, although he's doing a little bit of that too. He's cr- contributing in other ways. The the bottom six on this team are pretty good. And the Flames finally got away from that fourth line being a big, tough line. They're going with a Mangiapane now. A big, a big tough line or, <coughs> excuse me, or a big old line. Right, yeah, you or know, a veteran the, checking yeah, line type Stage of deal. and Brower and whoever. It was like, what are we doing here? Like, this isn't the 1990s NHL. Like, you need you need speed, guys. Yeah, they're finally bringing some guys up, uh, and they're playing them. Mangiapane, uh, Quine is a great player. Like, he, he's kind of developing pretty well. I like yep. him. Um, they have 50 wins, which is the second most in a season in team history. Uh, the most is 88-89. I don't have it here, but they that's that's obviously their best season. And I think we said earlier this year that the way the Flames are playing, this is the best team since 88-89. Or, or since that early era where they yes. can really do a little yes, bit of sure. everything. Even the one that won the division title in 05-06 wasn't as strong as this team was. Not at all. Not you at know? all. No. Nope. Uh, they rode Iginla and Kiprasov at the height of their powers there coming out of the lockout, that team. Yeah. And, and then we got ousted by Anaheim in the first round, I think. And they had some good players back then. Like, I'm thinking of the 2004 run, too. They had some good players that were role players, like a Donovan and a Niem, or uh, what the heck was his name? The Finnish guy with the smile. I was oh, gonna say Billy Niem- Niemann. Niemann, yes, yeah. Uh, they had guys like that. Stefan Yell were, were good role players, but this team the is whole, more dynamic. The whole team was role players in 04. Exactly. Um, it, plucky underdogs. That 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 had a super two superstars, two superstars, and just a willingness to do anything to win. Yeah, you know, and that, a, and that a, was a coach that thing. hadn't worn out his welcome. That was That's really right. hitting on That's all right. cylinders hey, at that point. He, he he was a hell of a coach. He was. GM, he wasn't very good. And you know what they they lost Robin Regeer too, right? In the in those playoffs, they had yeah. they had defense. Uh, issues on defense, they could have been so much closer to winning, although yeah. they were already pretty damn close. Uh, Eric Dehatchik said uh, on the radio the other day that he believes, like, they just, they lost too many defensemen as it went on. Yeah. He's like, if they would have been able to keep one more defenseman healthy, he's like, they probably would have won the cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that just like, oh, that That hurts. kills you. That kills you. Um, so, the Flames have five players with 70 plus points, which is very rare. For an NHL team. Yeah. Uh, they got Goudreau. Now this is a, as of a few days ago. So it's not up to date. But Goudreau 96 points. Monaghan 81. Lindholm 78. Kachuk 77. Geo 74. That's insane. Geo's got to be the Norris winner. He has to be. How do you like. Drew, Drew Doughty said so. Yeah. And he blasted Brett Burns. <laughs> and I'm not saying those other guys aren't great defensemen. But I'm saying if you want to give a, an award to a defenseman this year. Uh, it's it's got to be Gio Dan. It's got to be Gio. Gio's having one of those seasons. How, those, do you, how do you not give it to him? Those those other guys are great. The uh, you know the Brett Burns, the Carlson, the Carlson can't win. He's been hurt the entire year. That's true. Uh, Burns is his competition for sure. So yeah, yeah, that's true. It really is between Gio and Burns, and I like Dowdy's take on it. Well, yeah. Cause <laughs> um, so do you do you know the last time a team had five seventy plus point scorers? In the season. I don't. Was it in the 70s? No. In the 90s? Yep. What What year? 95-96. 95-96. take a guess at a team. Detroit. I thought that too. No. Who? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Oh. Mary okay. Lemieux. 161 points. Yeah. 69 <laughs> goals. 92 assists. Fuck me, that, okay. like, that, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm just thinking about that roster, and I'm like, yeah, those, those they're Yag- going to be on that team. Yager Yager, 149 points. 
Ron Francis, 119. Peter Nedved, 99. And Thomas Sandstrom, really? 70 points. Wow. The Tampa Bay Lightning, who, as of this point, I'm just going to pull up their, their win total here, are probably on one of the best... Um, one of the best seasons in NHL history. Well, the best season in salary cap history for sure. Have 60 wins. They only have three players with 70 plus points. It's uh, it's uh, Point, Stamkos, and Kucherov. That's it. Right. And Kucherov's having a fantastic year, but that's well, they're having, the whole team's having a fantastic yeah. year. But it just it, it's it's insane that the Flames have five 70 point scores. Just to put it in perspective, how yeah. rare that yeah. kind of is. Also. The scoring in the nineties, like the mid nineties, like that's way different. One hundred and sixty-one points. Yeah, and Jesus Christ, Lemieux. And the Flames started out absolutely on fire. Like I was thinking, Lindholm was going to be a hundred-point player at one point. Kachuk, I thought might get to hundred points because it just seemed like they went on a run where they were getting three points, four points. Like you know, it was just fantastic. And then they've kind of tailed off since, but. I think that there's still a pretty good hope, feeling about them. Going I feel to the playoffs. like they're playing Gaudreau because they want to get him to 100 points. He probably wants to play for that reason. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. that that's a hard yeah. point total to achieve in today's NHL. But I am glad that more like uh, you got Kucherov has 100. You got uh, um, McDavid has 100. Uh, Marchand just joined it. Patrick Kane's in there. Yeah. I'm glad we're seeing more 100 point scores because. Offense is fun. So do you think some of the things the league has been doing has actually been helping now? Like the goalie equipment? Um, back the, back in the day, they eliminated the middle line. The goalie equipment thing might be the biggest thing. Yeah. Because they've, they've, they've cut back or they've, they've cracked down on obstruction calls, which, came, which was coming out of the lockout. And they allowed two-line passes. They brought that back. And yeah. all, all kinds of stuff. But scoring wasn't the same, and then this year they they shrank the goalie equipment. And suddenly, we're seeing more goals. Right, and I'm wondering if it's if it's mostly the goalie equipment or if it's kind of a combination of everything. Because there's been a concerted effort by the league to increase offense and offense sells. And I also think that people are being groomed. Like I think these players now are being groomed to 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 take risks and try things out there. Which the, is good. The old game, you would discourage putting a puck between your legs and firing it at the net. Listen, and now that's just a good play if you can do it. The 4 playoff run, there's no fucking way a Flames player would do that. No, not right? at all. Like, not that at is, all. like it structure, structure, structure. Oh, that's it. Daryl would have you sitting on the bench. Yeah, the and he'd be giving you a stink eye the whole time. The dump and chase method. Uh, now it's definitely more open game, which is nice. Um, it's a lot more fun to watch. I can't wait to watch the playoffs this year. I think the playoffs are just going to be insane. It's going to be some fantastic series. I'm looking forward to, like, the Boston Toronto are probably going to oh, play each other. That's going to be great. That's going to be good. Uh, San Jose. San Jose Vegas, Vegas. is going to be good. Yeah. Uh, watching the, the, the Flames, whoever they play, will have very much vested interest in there. Um, Colorado I, is what it looks like today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I also wanted to talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning. 60 wins, 16 losses, and four overtime losses for 124 points. That is ridiculous. That's a, it's an amazing season. That It's up there with the Canadians from the 70s, who had, um, I think, 62 wins or something like that. And then Detroit uh, in, uh, would have been 95, 96. That's why I was thinking they were the ones that had yeah. that record. Uh I'm not in. We'll post it later, but those are the top two. Uh, but Tampa Bay, they can finish with 62 points and 100 or 62 wins and 128 points. 
you were joking, like I think it was last podcast about if Kucherov who's going to have more points, Kucherov or the Lightning? Huh. And I, I said, I said Kucherov for sure. But geez, the Lightning are at one twenty four. Oh my goodness! And it's going to be Kucherov. But what amazes me, like Tampa Bay, is it? Are they the best team ever? Regular season team. Yeah, it's so hard. To, you can't compare them through generations, that, right? That is tough. That's that's the thing. But they have like where Detroit in the '90s, no salary cap. Right. Montreal, you look at that roster; it, it's crazy, crazy stacked. But with Tampa, like they have the, the the shootout, which obviously helps the the points. Right. Yeah. But like it's I'll, in a salary cap era. I mean, I'll, I'll say that they are because it's in a salary cap era. The game is as at a high level as it's ever been. The, the the skill level of these players is beyond what it's ever been. Uh, there's no clutching and grabbing, which there was back in the '90s. So, I, yeah, I I would have you know you could make a fairly reasonable point that they are one of the best teams of all plus time. Plus ninety-eight gold. Maybe the best team. Plus plus ninety-eight. The go. next closest is Calgary with plus sixty-six. They clear Calgary by 32 goals. And with like you were po- like you were pointing out, that team isn't all high scorers, so they're doing it as a team. Oh my goodness, it is ridiculous. They're one of the best hockey franchises of the last decade. They're the best in the salary cap era. In the last 15 years, pardon me. They're probably yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Like hands yeah. down, there's yeah. there's there's no argument about that. Um, that team is just crazy. Who'd have um, thought, eh? When they came into the league, who would have thought that would have turned into that? Yeah, that they would have... Because so many expansion teams, it just never works out that way. And the Florida Panthers barely stay alive. Yes. You know, who would have thought Tampa Bay, of all places? And you know why? The fans came because they put out a consistently good winning product. Yes. Yes. Um, No matter who was there, really. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it was... Like, obviously, it was a tough start when they first came in, but... Right, yeah, exactly. But then I'm talking, like, from Tortorella on through to now. Yeah. It's been been amazing. Yeah. Um, Okay, so I guess let's look at our predictions from back on September 27th. Oh, my God, these are going to be bad. Well, and I remember now, I didn't do them all out like you did. I just predicted the, uh, the final. Okay. Yeah. So then, then I'll just eat crow here. Okay, so in the Metro... But, but my, my picks are equally as bad. So I picked the Islanders to finish in last. And New Jersey's finishing in last. So that was not great by me. Then I, <laughs> oh, I got the Ooh. Rangers right. I had the Rangers finishing seventh in the Metro. Got yeah. that right. I don't blame you for that Islanders. Her- <laughs> Hurricanes in sixth. It's actually going to be the Flyers. The Devils in fifth. I was That was not a good pick. The Flyers in fourth. I had the Blue Jackets in third. Um, they still have an outside shot at that. The Capitals in second, which they're leading the division. They've won the division. Uh, or they've almost won it. Yeah. And then I had the Penguins finish first. And they're still battling for their playoff lives. So That's a tough one, though. I would have a hard time also the Islanders, putting, putting the Islanders in. The Islanders, it. though, I think everyone missed on that one. Though. And the Hurricanes, too. I expected nothing out of the Hurricanes. Yes. Okay, so the Atlantic. So I had Tampa finishing first. That was like the no-brainer. I had the Leafs finishing second. Boston's finishing second. And I had the Bruins finishing third. And it's actually the Leafs. So that's pretty close. (laughs) I had the Sabres getting a wild card berth. And the Panthers. What the fuck was I thinking back then? That's awful. Wasn't wasn't there for them this year. Holy shit. Then 
I had the Red Wings finishing in sixth, which they are here. I had Buffalo finish, or the, the Montreal finishing in seventh, which they're in line for a wild card berth. I did have the Senators finishing last, so I nailed that one. <laughs> Good one on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really, uh, I really stepped up, Mike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit. Hey, here, I just found my crappy notes here. Oh, there you I, go. I, I did write them down. Which one? What were you just let's, doing? The Atlantic. Let's do the Atlantic. Let's yeah, see your Atlantic. Yeah. So mine was uh, Ottawa finishing last. Uh, Montreal, I had Whoa. I had way down there, so that wasn't good. Okay. Detroit, I actually had there at you sixth. Go. Uh, I had Buffalo at fifth. Yeah, so yeah. I should have switched uh, Montreal and Buffalo there. And then I had Florida, Boston, Toronto. Florida was at least close. Yeah, geez, it wasn't too bad. But what did you have in the Metro? Uh, that was the Metro. Oh no, the Metro. I had, I had, geez, I flip flop between Pittsburgh and Washington, but I went Pittsburgh. Uh, Philadelphia, I put way Whoa. up there. Oh, bad. Uh, yeah. Uh, Washington. And then I had New Jersey, Columbus, Carolina, New York, and the Islanders. So, yeah. We, New Jersey disappointed us both. Yeah. And the Islanders surprised, surprised us both. I think the happened. Islanders surprised everybody. After losing Tavares, people thought they were going to be awful. Uh, okay. So, the Central. I had the Jets finishing in first. Yep. And they are? And you had I the did, Jets. I did too. There you go. I had the Predators finishing second. They are in second. As well. Fuck, we're good at that division. Yep. Blues finishing in third. Yep. Didn't look that way to start. And I was going to say, it did not nope. look that way. Nope. But they, damn, look they, at those guys They've go. been on a roll. Uh, and this is where I started to suck. I had the Blackhawks having the wild card berth in the fourth slot. Oh, really? I had Dallas, Minnesota. Oh, you nailed, yeah, it. I, yeah. you nailed Min- it. Not quite, though. Minnesota, Colorado, Chicago. So if Minnesota and Chicago would flip-flop, I would have nailed it. But you got the top four. Yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah. I had uh, the Blackhawks, and I had the Stars in fifth, Avalanche in sixth, Wild in seventh. So there you go. And yeah. then in the Pacific, Calgary's in first. I picked San Jose to finish in first. I did as well. There you go. The, the, uh, the Flames were a surprise as well. This yes. Year. Uh, I picked the Golden Knights to finish second. Um, would you take? I took Calgary second. Calgary second. You're closer than me. And yeah. Vegas is third. I took the Flames in third, um, and you took... This is bad. This is where I thought Anaheim wasn't going to regress, and I took Anaheim at third. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. And then Vegas fourth. Oh. Stupid. Uh, don't worry. Don't worry. I'll, 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 I'll join the stupid party with you. I picked the Oilers to get a <laughs> wild card berth. What the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> hey, they should have with that team and with those guys scoring what they scored. How are they not? Toby Ryder, it's all your fault. It's all your fault, Toby. 12 goals. I needed 12 goals from you. Jeez, Toby. Oh, I picked the Kings to finish in fifth. That was an oopsie. The Ducks in sixth. So I did predict them to regress. That was good. Yep. Coyotes in seventh. So them doing so well, didn't predict that. And then I picked the Canucks to finish in last, and they were a pleasant surprise. Yeah, and I had, uh, I had actually, I didn't, I had Edmonton finishing third from last. I had Edmonton, Arizona, Vancouver, so I was off on the bottom too on that division. There you go. And so, that's the division we see the most. Goes to show you what that means. Uh, but you nailed the Central. You the Central was good. Yeah, the top four teams. You nailed it. Yeah, you and if I it. if I would have flip flopped Colorado and Minnesota, I could have uh, could have done it perfect. Could have done a clean sweep. That would, have been worth, that. that would have been worth some money online somewhere. <laughs> well, could you imagine if you got it right? You would have been like, oh, I should have bet that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the thing, too. I'm saying that would be worth money, but I still got it wrong. <laughs> that's such a gambler's mentality. <laughs> oh, yeah, I totally could have nailed that if I would have just picked the right one. <laughs>
The crack of the bat in that song, in that game, was so good. I always loved it. When you hear that as a kid, you're like, yeah, that's a real crack of the bat. That's Junior, baby. So uh, the Jays have traded Kevin Pillar, who was in rumors for months, it seemed, yeah. to the Giants for infielder Alan Hansen. Uh, or Alex or Alan? I think it's Alan. My writing is the shits here. Uh, I don't right. have, it was Allen, I think. Allen okay. with an E N, I believe. Uh, right-handed pitcher Derek Law and right-handed pitcher Juan DePaula. And Juan oh. DePaula is the number 19th ranked prospect in the, in the Giants system. Right. Your, um, your writing is bad. You butchered those names. I did. did I? <laughs> the 20-year-old, 1-year-old pitcher is the... Which one was he? Juan DePaula. You called him Law? Law. Is, is that not Law? Love? Mo? <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. He might not. He might not make the team. <laughs> but he's the he's the key piece is that twenty one year old because those other guys are journeyman guys. Okay. Yeah. So well, we're. Mike's, but the the fact's gonna look it up because because I can't. Write. <laughs> the fact that so. they got uh, you know three warm bodies and a, 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 what they deem to be a decent twenty one year old arm. Yeah. I, I think they were thinking maybe we could go into the season with Pilar and see what happens, but. It, the the offers might not get better if Pilar has another season where it's not an optimal offensive season. He might uh, he might his trade value might go down a bit. Do you not feel though that like I understand they had to deal him. They're not going to resign him. You know you got to get you got to the more prospects you have, the better chance you have on hitting on them. But do you, uh, uh, yeah. Do you not feel like they're going to be missing on a veteran leadership? Like that has to play a factor. Like you can't go completely young. That doesn't like that doesn't help your team because they you're not teaching the kids like it's not like it's not like the Jays were always sh- like like shitty forever and Pilar was part of that shitty core. Pilar was there in the two playoff runs. Isn't that something like like wisdom he could impart? Yeah, but and, I, I, and I, it's not the same as Tulo and Russ where they're they're quite a bit older. Like Russ was was what thirty six. Tulo mm-hmm. was was I think Tulo was only like thirty three, but. Probably in like body age, he's probably sixty five. <laughs> By the way, he has a left left calf strain or something right now uh, from that he suffered today. So uh, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Yeah, that was so. The Blue Jays have made some shrewd moves. I mean, they're still paying Tulowitzki, so it's not like that was a great deal. But no, I I kind of do like what they're doing. I think they're trying to expedite the rebuild. To be honest with you. And I tend to agree that they, they need, still need some veteran leadership around. But I don't think that they feel that's as important right now as acquiring assets that they can either use in their farm yeah, system yeah, or, or, or trade flip, off. Or flip. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I understand it. It's just when my my initial thought was like, oh, that was, that was we got three guys for Pilar. That's pretty fucking good. But then as I thought about it, I was like, oh, but are we giving up like on our veteran guys that could teach these kids – yeah, but you know, I think there's a real feeling around the Blue Jays too that what the things that the veterans are teaching them, and I, I don't I don't think this is about Pilar, but I think this is about some of the other guys they got rid of. I think that the Blue Jays feel it's time to get rid of those old guys teaching these kids because I don't think what they're teaching them right now is right. Mm. So I, I felt that a little bit with uh, with Batista. I don't yes. know if, I don't know if that's accurate, but I felt that a little bit. I, I don't know so much about Josh Donaldson if that was the case. Uh, Edwin Encarnacion was probably just trying to get rid of his. 
I don't know why they got rid of him, to be honest with you. Or, well, they let him go, and they didn't want to pay him what Cleveland paid him. So I don't know about that on anyone, but Batista, I feel that was the case. So I think they're trying to get away from that mentality, just kind of start fresh. Okay, so so what are the guys' names? Sorry, you didn't butcher it that bad. I thought you were mixing up uh, Juan DePaula with Derek Law. So yes, Derek Law, Juan DePaula, and Alan Hansen. So your writing's not that bad. So your writing's terrible, but they yeah, were. Yeah, it is terrible. <laughs> but but you got it right when you said it. All right, good. Okay, good. And who's the big piece you said? Uh it's the it's the pitcher uh, Juan DePaula, 21, okay. 21 year old pitcher. And he he's the nineteenth ranked prospect in the giant in in the Giants system, which makes sense because the other two guys weren't even ranked in their prospect system. So yeah, and like, he's All right. you know a young kid with a big arm. That's that's something, right? Uh, yeah. We'll see. You, you can't have enough guys with live arms. And once when you get them at that age, it's up to the team kind of to develop them. So it's almost like taking on a project, but you're saying you need to have those young guys who can throw hard in order to take on that project. Yeah, yeah. and he's a starting pitcher right now in, in the minors, but he could definitely be a bullpen hand and all that stuff. We've seen it many times in the past. So This is, and I'm, I'm sure they're happy they got that guy, but this is really... The new Blue Jays. They're clearing out the old guys. I wouldn't be surprised if you see Stroman go this year. I wouldn't be surprised if you see uh, Justin Smoke maybe go this year. Sanchez maybe, possibly. And those guys are still young too, so I don't know if I agree with that, but I bet you they will. The one guy that I think they should get rid of, but they they can't because he's constantly injured, is Devin Travis. And it's for the reason that he's constantly injured. He is, yeah. I I like him as a hitter, though. He's a really good hitter. It's almost like can you, can you go on a two month tear and then you trade him at the deadline for for, uh, for mm-hmm. like a better asset just because he's constantly hurt. I know, and, and, and I and, and I hate I hate to do that because he's so good when he's in the lineup. Yeah, and you can't bank on him. That that's my only thinking with that. I feel bad for that guy. Yeah, yeah. Every year it's just something. Every that, single that's season. a huge mental strain on him. That's not he doesn't like that either. So when fans if fans get on him for being injured all the time, he doesn't like that either. Yeah. Did you see an article on Sportsnet by Shai Davidi after the Jays beat the Orioles uh, uh, for their first win of the season? And he basically was saying, like, oh, look, see, they won. It's not all bad. And I was just like, they, they just beat the fucking Orioles. <laughs> like, like, if they beat the Yankees, then maybe we could talk about something. But... Well, can I tell you what, though? I was feeling that same excitement after the first game. And I know it was just the Orioles, but I, I think... Maybe where he's coming from is like, this team's going to be garbage. So if they do anything, see, because I, I have no expectations for this team. And when you when Stroman comes out and pitches well, I'm, I get excited. And then when Sanchez comes out and falls that up with a great performance, or it might have been, was it Montgomery between, or I can't remember. It was, it was Stroman and then it was Sanchez and then Montgomery. Yeah, yeah. So they all had really good pitching performance. I'm like, oh, is this yeah. is this team something? Yeah, it's the Orioles. Right. The thing is, is that they're not going to be a good team because of their youth. They have to learn how to win. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's going to be times where they're going to look wretched, and it's going to be like, well, wow. There's, there's this, been times already this yeah. year. Their, their defense there, has been awful. There's going to be times where you're watching and like, oh, this is a lot of fun to watch. This is this is pretty good. So, And, and that's going to be this whole season. It's going to, They're definitely going to become more watchable once Vladdy gets called up. Yes. And then if uh, Kevin... Biggio gets called up, yeah, and, and uh, and Bo Bichette. It's Kevin. I thought it was Gavin. I think it's Kevin. Oh, you're probably look right. it up. No, look it up. I'll look it up, but you're probably right. I think yeah, because I remember re- like seeing his name. I'm like, oh, that's kind I of. I should probably name. stop correcting you on names after the last one, but let me see. <laughs> it's Kevin. C A V I N. I'm pretty sure. 
Well, Gavin Biggio does not come up, so it's Cavin. There you go. There you go. I'll, 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 I'll ask you for advice on names from now on. <laughs> That's right. Although, say uh, Nurmagomedov. Nurmagomedov. <laughs> I can't. There's no way. Who, by the way, um, doesn't believe that McGregor's reti- actually retired. Does anyone believe McGregor's retired? No, and he also called him a rapist, so there's that. Well, let's set up, let's set up, let's set up. It's a good reason to have a fist fight with a guy. (laughs) In in, in a octagonal shaped area. Yeah, seems like a good idea to me. (laughs) The donkey of the week is the American Alliance football or Alliance American football. (laughs) I don't even need to get the name right because they're... Because they don't exist. They don't exist. They're suspending operations in anticipation of folding. Tom Dundon wants a partnership with the NFL and the NFLPA to become a developmental league. They don't want anything to do with it. He came to the rescue after what? Was it week three? Well, they're... I heard they were closing after eight weeks. Is that no? But like, but he Tom came. Dunn, he came he on week like three or week four, three I believe. Four. Yeah, yeah. And he pledged to invest two hundred fifty million, but was given the option to pull funding whenever he wanted. Uh, so he's decided to pull his funding. He, in five weeks, he lost seventy million dollars. Wow. There's a reason that he pulled funding. No. Nope. Now the reason they're the donkeys and. Who the fuck? Like, who were their accountants? Did nobody? In all their business models, nobody figured out that they're going to be broke after two weeks. <laughs> you can't like it. Just blows my mind that you're 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 getting this whole undertaking going on and asking for investments from guys, and your business model is broken from the beginning. So either the guys that put it together, it was it was like a snake oil salesman, and they were just pulling one over and just hoping a prayer that we made it through the season, or they had the worst accountants. And lawyers on their fucking staff that couldn't figure out that this thing was going to be fucked after week two. So my thought is that something's going to come out about this that we don't know right now. Because it doesn't make sense that uh, Bill Polian was one of the main guys in Bill this. Bill Polian and Charlie Ebersol. And Ebersol. Who's Dick Ebersol's son. And Dick Ebersol was the one that um, went in with Vince McMahon from the original XFL. Okay. So... But from what I've read, anyway, it's like these guys are not—they're not scam artists, right? Like they're not—no, no, they're—they're no, they're not these. No. And when you have that type of reputation that they have already, you basically can't be. Yes, because you're going to get found out right away. These guys are not nobodies that can scam these people and disappear into nowhere. So it's almost like it's the worst option that they're incompetent. That's what it sounds like to me, right? Like it's just like how the fuck they had an initial investor that was that had had pledged 180 million and he only paid 23. See, so, I've been I've been reading these things all wrong too because I like when the report came out that Tom Dun, uh, Dundon was going to do 250 million dollars. I was reading that like that he was doing like he had already put that money in. Yeah, but uh, I, and I hear this from these other guys too. Apparently, they're pledging to invest this amount and then. They have the ability to pull out. Yes. So it sounds like the league wasn't run properly and all these business guys are realizing this and they're saying, you know what? I don't want to be pouring any more money into this. We're out. Yeah, that's that's basically it. Like, listen, if you lose $70 million in five weeks, that's not good. Oh, I could, I could handle that. Oh, how, how hard can it be? But of course he's going to pull out his money. He looked and said, fuck me. Like, like in five weeks, I lost $70 million. That is ridiculous. Well, 
I mean, this just speaks to the league. How, how could you not know that it was going to go bad this quick? You guys exactly. didn't think this far ahead. You didn't plan out the, the finances this far ahead. That seems ridiculous. And it seems... It, it That's seems, why it seems like someone's scamming, because it seems like someone's stealing. What's crazy to me is that how much were you paying to be on NFL TV, like the NFL Network and stuff? Because you weren't paying the players a whole lot. Right. Right? Yeah. You were paying them 250 k over three seasons. So so you're only paying them 70k per year uh, and 80k in the last year, I guess. Right. How much were you paying in overhead to rent the stadiums? I like what know. was the team? Like and that's what blows but, my yeah. mind. How can like for a startup league, why are you paying so much to why are you paying for the NFL network? Like why did it have to be on that? Like mm-hmm. Charlie Ebersol used to work for fucking NBC. You couldn't talk to them and try to get on there and even for what the league is even get onto one of their secondary networks like i, I don't know what nbc has but they must have it like an nbc2 or something like you know what i mean why not try to zone or some shit i don't know like it just it's it's weird there's something going on here i feel or yeah and it, it never makes sense to me like you have the arizona hot shots playing in sun devil stadium that holds sixty thousand people why the fuck are you playing in that place like go play at a high school stadium for fuck's sakes they're, yeah, so they're probably, when you say that, they're probably thinking that their revenues are going to be higher than they were. But that's that's stupid thinking. Like they exactly. Should, they should plan for them to be less than they are and, exactly. and be able to maintain the league. you got to figure the first three years we're going to hemorrhage cash and then hopefully we can make something of it in year four. Yeah. You know? Uh, Vince McMahon is trying to get, he sold $361 million worth of shares to fund the XFL. And he's trying to get another hundred and some to get up to five hundred million, uh, and I'm not sure as to why he hasn't done it yet. It could be just timing or whatever. But he's willing to have five hundred million dollars yeah. to start this thing, and the AAF went in with a hundred and eighty. <laughs> yeah, like does that not tell you like 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 who you know? And and someone also Vince was. Announced that he was starting the XFL in 2020, and after that, the Alliance American Football came in mm-hmm. and said, "No, no, we're going to do it in 2019." Like they tried to one up him. Right. Well, maybe you should have fucking waited, dude. Yeah. Well, if you're not as prepared, you should have waited. So Vince McMahon's just laughing yeah. right now. And people uh, on Twitter have been saying that maybe Dundon um, bought just to get the the gambling app that they had had put together. Like, right. Yeah. And, and you were saying this this. Probably isn't true because you have to own the company for a certain amount of time you exactly. can, before you take their technology. Yeah, yeah, you can't you can't you can't buy a company and then like immediately within five weeks sell like like pull out and strip their assets basically. That like, it's that would allowed. make sense. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, it's it's there's there's laws against that. Otherwise, so that's not yeah. the case. Smart business people would be doing sure, that all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm pretty sure he just looked and said like I'm not. Like I can't lose another fucking seventy million in the next five weeks. That's that's stupid. And I think the reason he committed to the two, or he uh, he said he would commit to two hundred fifty million, is he thought he was basically buying a league at that point. And it seems like he probably got in there, saw the way things are being run, saw the fact that his money was flying out the window, and he's yeah. like, "I'm out." Yeah. Well, and he was trying to make it uh, bring get it to be an uh, NFL developmental league, and right. he figured that the only way to save it was that way, and the NFL refused. So interesting. Yeah. And yeah, someone put on our, uh, or I was reading something on Twitter at, at Sporting Rants on our Twitter. They were saying that 
uh, how is the XFL going to last if the AAFL didn't last for more than eight weeks? And my response was money. Yeah. Vince is going to have money. Yeah, Vince has more money. Yeah, yeah. period. Yeah. And and hopefully he's learned from his mistakes from the previous incarnation of the XFL. And that, that's what I think most people are hoping for because it was he, kind of a shit show. Well, yeah, and it was a gimmick. It was a... You don't, don't want it to be like a, a wrestling type of gimmick. You want to actually do an NF... Or not, a, a football league. And and you know what? they The XFL back, back then opened to great ratings and then week two it plummeted. So they decided to, to bring in wrestling elements into it and one of the things they, they decided to do, they were going to do a... Uh, they're going to go into the cheerleaders' watch, uh, locker room and, 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 and see them change. Like that was actually what they, they said. And then, and I'm not, then I'm not, that's not funny, but that's like such a uh, uh, WWF so thing to do. Awful. And they they had the cheer, so they they show it. They go in. They have the cheerleaders in, and then and then you get the like on your TV. You get the like the waving, like the because yeah. <laughs> it was just a dream oh my and I'm god just like, i think right then that's when the league fucking died it was yeah. like this is awful <laughs> what, do they, what do they call those in wrestling vignettes vignettes yeah, yeah that's basically what it was so Chris Stapp's Przingis is in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, this story doesn't sound very good so far. For him. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. So, he has a rape claim against him. And the incident is alleged to have taken place February 7th of 2018. The day after his ACL injury. Yes. And. I'm gonna. I'm just going to pause go right ahead. there. Yeah, go ahead, yeah. So you just like. Tore your ACL. I've never torn an ACL. Yeah. I assume it hurts. Uh, I believe that'd be terrible. Um, I assume he's probably on painkillers. Yep. And the first thing he thinks is, I'm going to go have sex with this woman. Like, I just... <laughs> well, one of the other things, too, which he admitted, is that he was drinking tequila before with his, I believe, his dad and his brother. Or something something like that. So I, I think he did talk about that, too. But, uh, yeah, this is not a good situation. No. So he was at her place until about 2 a.m. And then he invited her back to his place. And they Ooh. live in the same apartment building. Um, and then she waited a year to report the incident because Przingis offered her $68,000 for her silence but then refused to pay. And the NYPD thinks she is, air quote, believable. And the thing, too, about that 68000 the one that I read said that was for her brother's tuition yes. to university. Yes. For whatever that's worth. Yes. But I don't know why that was in the information I read. You know, so that, that's, that's weird that they come up with that number to pay for her brother's, in tu, or brother's tuition and stuff. It's Probably like one-year tuition for university. Yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> hey. uh, Przingis obviously denies the allegations. And the Knicks may, may or may not have told the Mavs about the rape investigation. <laughs> it sounds like they may not have. This is just the craziest thing. So when they go to they talk to him, they originally told him that, that Prasinkas is, is some, some woman is uh, trying to extort money from him. Oh, okay. That's what they told him. I wasn't sure. I thought it was an immigration case or something like that. I thought that's what they told him, but no, some woman was trying to and extort money. And now it comes money. out okay. it's like rape. And Mark Cuban's like, we knew about the... We knew about something, and uh, but we're not allowed to say because it's under investigation and all this stuff. Right. But what a fucking 
uh, moved by the Knicks, hey? Like, he goes in and he wants to know the direction of the team. And the thing is, is like, did he go in want, thinking that's what they're going to talk about? Then he came in and they're like, you're getting fucking investigated for rape. We're trading you because we don't need your shit here. Like, I wonder if that's... Yeah, I'm sorry, Knicks fans. Your organization is a joke. Oh my god! That that owner, every everyone down from the owner. You like you're you're not a good organization. And this keeps on getting better. Then she wanted the Knicks to uh, uh, mediate a settlement with Przingis. Okay. Because she couldn't get the money, so she reached out to the team and said, "Can you be the oh, okay?" Mediator? Here's one thing I would say right off the bat: Shouldn't she be reaching out to the cops? Yeah, if 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 she now was this, if she was raped, should she not be reaching out to the cops? But she didn't because he was going to give her sixty eight k for her brother's tuition, and she waited mm. a year and reached out to the Knicks before reaching out to the cops. Interesting. Like, I don't want a victim blame, but this seems like hooey. Well, it, it, this this will certainly happen to professional athletes. And I believe the first time that she met him, she was going to him for an autograph, I think. Yes. So, I mean, I don't know the inner workings of the story. I don't know the details, obviously. But you can't rule out the fact that he's been targeted uh, in some type of situation. And she said one of the reasons she didn't go to the cops sooner is because she's a Knicks fan and she doesn't, doesn't want to ruin the team. Yeah, I heard that too. So that was weird. Interesting. Um, and there, oh, Okay, so the other thing that I read too, which is maybe I was I was... The, the media is so interesting now with the way they put stuff out because there's biases on every side. But the piece I was reading made a lot of references to, uh, this is not, not fun to say, but she was ta- he was talking about, they were ma- he was making, while he was raping her, he was making references to slaves, like I own you type of references. Yeah. And, I did not read that. Yeah, so so that it's out there somewhere online. I'll find it, and uh, I mean, I don't really want to post it, but I'll find <laughs> I'll find it just so people don't think I'm making it up. But uh, the story I read definitely had that in there. So there was there was some references to Porzingis making slave references towards her as well. Which now that I say that out loud, I feel like that might be a hit piece. That's really fucked up. Yeah. Um. She claims that they have a handwritten agreement between them for the money. Okay. But it's uh, allegedly it repeatedly misspells uh, Kristaps. It says just as Kristap. <laughs> uh, the lawyers claim that that's forged and they want it to be analyzed, but the victim will provide the letter. You're you're, like, you're 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 bringing a lot of light to this situation to me because I I hadn't heard all that before. And it appears that the piece I read may have been a little bit biased. So it seems like somebody might be trying to extort him for money. But for I don't know. $68,000. Brother yeah. needs to go to college, buddy. Yeah. It just... It doesn't look good. Like, if if you're not guilty of anything, like, like this woman, and you were actually raped, and, and you... Like, I'm not going to pretend that... Like, I'm not going to say you should have came forward right away because there's PTSD. Oh, of course. Like, with that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm not one of those people that say that either. So, if it took you a year to to come forward, I'm just glad you came forward. But if you have nothing to hide, and you have this handwritten letter that says that he was going to do this, why the fuck won't you let them... It sounds a little bit like an extortion scheme. Yeah, yeah, because you're trying to hide something. Like, this is just so wonky. Um, The crazy, like, not the craziest, but I I think one of the funniest things is that the Knicks didn't tell them. 
<laughs> to tell the maps. That, that's odd for sure. <laughs> like I'm, it, I'm not, just, I'm not surprised at that with the Knicks yeah, organization, though. The way, oh yeah, that's a hit from behind. Yeah. Um, with the way the Knicks are, there's, there's, of course, that's what they would have done. Yeah. That that is such a Knicks move. <laughs> Fuck. Like. Yeah. Nolan's just like, you're not allowed to come back here. You're done forever. Yeah. Sell the team. Who are you? Get out of my arena. Oh, that's nice. I can't believe... He kicked that fan out forever, right? Yes, he did. He said, you can watch at home now. What a joke. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe that guy actually owns Madison Square Garden? Yeah, that's an owner with a very thin skin. I'll tell you that. That's pathetic. And and why do you... Like, as an owner, why do you sit with the fans? Why don't you sit in a box? Yeah. I don't like him. That just doesn't... Like, I don't know. Kind of weird. But yeah, this Chris Stapps-Prazingis stuff is not going to end. You brought a lot of light to the situation for me. I didn't read half of that other stuff Holy that you were talking shit. about. Like, it, it really does. Uh, I went I, down I, a rabbit hole with that, like article after article after article. And I'm like, oh my god, this is nuts. Like I read a couple, and then on the surface, I'm like, oh, this guy sounds like he's a terrible guy. But now I'm wondering if they weren't fabricating that in order to extort him. Which it just 68k just seems like such a weird number to yeah. like. Why not 50k? Why not 100K? And now I'm thinking, why did I read it was for her brother's college education? That seems to be leading me in a weird way. I've, I've read that, though. Like, yeah. it, it, that has been reported many times yeah. in, in other, in other uh, articles that I've read. Yeah. So, like, that is, that is like... And is there a written thing. agreement that once he gives her that 68000 that that's going to go directly to a university that her brother is going to? Yeah, how does he check that his payment goes yeah. towards that? Oh my god, this is this is a maybe, bad, bad situation. Maybe but. that's why she should have asked for a hundred k, and she could have had some leftover for herself <laughs> if she's extorting him. Like, I just wonder, like, if you have a handwritten agreement and you have nothing to hide and it's legit, fuck it. Yeah, you can look at it. We'll, yeah, we'll, it, get, we'll yeah. give you a copy. You yeah. won't get the original, but we'll give you a copy. If you don't have anything to hide, then yeah. then cooperate. Yeah, cooperate. Put put this. If if he raped you, put this motherfucker in jail. Put him in jail because he's not a he's not a good person. I'm put him you. in jail. But if you're hiding stuff, what the fuck, lady? Yeah, what do you what are you hiding from? Like, yeah. what are you hiding then? I'm with you, man. Just crazy. Just crazy. So yeah. that's been this week's episode. Uh, next week we're going to have um, we'll be talking about NHL playoffs. We'll look at our NBA picks and look how bad those were. I'm pretty sure those are going to be pretty fucking awful. Oh, I think mine will be good. Um, My central division. Oh wait, they don't have a central division. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that maybe that's your problem. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, so we'll look at our NBA picks and eat some crow there. Uh, baseball will be in week three. The Jays will probably trade Justin Smoke by then. Um, and Bryce Harper would have hit a few more dingers. Oh, did you hear Bryce Harper? The the report that came out that Bryce Harper's contract from the Nationals, the contract offer from the Nationals, deferred money until he deferred was, fucking money for how long? Was it till sixty or eighty? It was it was till like twenty fifty two or something. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And so, like on on the surface, they're like, "Oh, this is such a great deal." No, uh, he's going to be a sixty year old man yeah, when he gets eighty he, million of that. He probably looked at that and said, "Fuck you guys!" Like, they didn't. If that was the contract offer they gave him, they don't want him. Yeah, no, that was all. That was was uh, to show to show the fans that we tried. Bullshit! Bullshit! That's what it was. Ah, oh. yeah. Also, Ronald Acuna Jr. signed a seven year, hundred million dollar extension. Uh, I think that's another. I, he left money on the table, but now he's got certainty. Yeah, and right. I think that that comes from this free agency. That's a mutually beneficial deal. The player gets paid, and the team isn't spending out yep. of their 
Yeah, out of their comfort getting, zone. He's getting paid more than he would um, in all his arbitration cases and all that yeah. stuff. So, but they know he's going to be a superstar, so they're still going to give him yeah. some money. On, on the on the team side, they they definitely saved saved a bunch of cash. So awesome. Uh, I guess we'll see if they'll spend it on their roster or just pocket it. Well, they already gave twenty five million to Josh Donaldson. Oh, there you go. For there one year. Go. That's not a bad deal. Uh, I don't know why I brought that up at the end. We don't have time for that. <laughs> uh, so that's been it for this week. Have a good week, everybody. See you later.